For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Use the code word REBEL for a discount on pillows, sheets, pet beds, and everything else at MyPillow.com. What's happening, Rebels? Hope you're having a great day. Hope you had a good weekend. First of all, our prayers are with everybody uh, affected by the shooting at the Garlic Festival in California this past weekend. Um, it's always a tragedy. It's never okay. Um, and I can't give you any details right now, but I am working with a number of people on a traveling seminar on family safety. And this is definitely one of the topics we're going to cover. What to do during an active shooter situation. All families want to feel safe in their own home and while out in public, and they should. And we at Rebel Parenting are going to take an active role in helping all families feel safe no matter where they are. Um, I've dealt with this topic for many, many years in my family, and uh, we want to bring it to churches everywhere. So I'll give details more on that soon. Uh, speaking of speaking, August 9th, I'll be in Bartlesville, Oklahoma, speaking at the Culture Change Conference. You can find out more at tbc-ok.com, tbc-ok.com. Love to see all my Oklahoma friends out there. It's pretty close to Tulsa, so let's get to it. Um, we had a great weekend. We took Lincoln to see Back to the Future in the theater, which was awesome. It was so much fun. Uh, seeing Back to the Future in the theater again. That was a blast. Um, I am trying to bring comments up. There we go. If you want to make comments, it's on. Uh, and it held up. Totally held up. I was really, really impressed uh, at how it held up. Lincoln really, really liked it. Uh, again, I've forgotten how much swearing was in 80s-level PG movies. Um, uh, but it definitely held up. Lincoln, uh, he liked it more than The Matrix. Uh, it was definitely funnier, a lot of good humor for him, um, and uh, it being an 80s movie with no cell phones and uh, no real computers, things like that, wasn't a big deal to him. He really enjoyed it. Laura and I have had a blast uh, taking him to, to see these old movies. This weekend is going to be Top Gun. He'll definitely not be seeing that with us, uh, or next weekend it's going to be Big Trouble in Little China, and uh, Laura has never seen that, and I haven't seen it in a million years, so that's hilarious. Um, but I love our local theater that plays uh, old movies back in the theater. And I got to tell you, Back to the Future was packed. Matrix was pretty full. Back to the Future was packed. Almost every seat was taken in that. So that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Uh, what else did we do this weekend? We have new neighbors that moved in. And so Lucy and I baked cookies. And then Laura and Lucy and I went over this morning uh, to drop them off. And uh, it was funny. I'm the obsessive cook and baker in the house, and so I've been working on high-altitude cookies for a long time, and I have it down. I really have it down pat. And so uh, the new mom, she looked at Laura, and she's like, oh, is this like your special recipe? And Laura goes, no, it's his. <laughs> and it was, totally, it was really nice that she gave me the credit for it, and it was funny to see the mom's reaction like, oh, you're the cook or baker or whatever it is. Um, and... Uh, and Laura even said, she goes, I've tried to make his cookies a bunch of times and I follow the recipe exactly and they never come out right. And I'm like, well, that's just funny for me because then you're not following the recipe exactly. I don't know what's going on. I wasn't watching you do it, uh, but I bake them the same way every single time. Uh, and I got to tell you, 
they're really, really good chocolate chip cookies. Like they're really, really, I know that sounds like I'm bragging. I worked on this recipe for so long uh, and uh, they're pretty astounding. They're really, really good. So I'll tell you what, um, I'm going to do a newsletter this week uh, telling people where we're going and what we're doing and giving you some other tips. Uh, and if you're signed up for the newsletter, I'll have the cookie recipe included. And if you're not signed up for it, if you text the word rebel to 444-999, text the word rebel to 444-999. Let's see if I can put that up there. I don't have it on the overlays. But where the phone number goes, put 444-999, and then the message is Rebel. It'll ask you for your email address. If you do that today, Monday the 29th, uh, then you'll also get the recipe because I'll put it in this week's newsletter. It's a good recipe. Your family will dig it. Um, and I've included some variations in it because I normally make them with brown butter, uh, but it's a pain to make, and so I didn't this time, and they came out fantastic anyway. But if you make brown butter, that will change your life. It is, it's a shocking substance to put in cooked goods and baked goods. It's really, really, really good. Uh, I think you'll definitely dig it. I think you'll dig it. Um, so, and it's fun to make. Lucy and I make cookies, and then one of the big secrets is. Uh, I, I make it into a roll, like a two-inch roll in parchment paper, and then I put it in the fridge overnight. Um, there was a New York Times article on chocolate chip cookie baking, and they said one of the secrets is letting it set overnight. You can bake them right away. They'll still turn out pretty good. Uh, but if you let them set overnight, uh, then uh, the flour incorporates all the butter and the sugar, and it just makes for a better-tasting cookie. Uh, there's a peanut allergy in the neighborhood. And so I didn't use dark chocolate because, uh, the dark chocolate bars I usually use said might contain nuts. And I don't want to have anything to do with that. Anybody have any allergic reaction? Uh, but usually I do one cup of chocolate chip cookies and then one cup of a dark chocolate bar chopped up. And, uh, that also makes it better because you get these really fine fragments in there. And so it kind of, it makes it, um, there's layers to this game. That's all I'm saying. There's layers to this game. Uh, I want to talk about connecting with your kids today. And I did with mine over the weekend in a new way. <clears throat> and I know that video games and screens uh, are a hot topic. Um, we had uh, Kathy Cook on last week, and she wrote a book called Teens and Screens. It's a fantastic, fantastic book talking about the effects of screens on your kids and what you can do about it. I think parents are in control. Uh, we try to regulate that in our household pretty well. Uh, and my son plays Fortnite. He loves Fortnite. It's really funny to see tons of white little boys dance uh, all the Fortnite dances. I think that's hilarious. Uh, but he plays. And he makes his own YouTube videos playing Fortnite. Uh, he narrates himself playing, and he does a really good job. Uh, he normally plays on the Switch. He's learning to play uh, on a computer uh, because that's the only way we can record the screen uh, while he commentates. And so he's learning to play on a screen pretty well. And this past weekend was the Fortnite World Cup. And I just thought, you know, earlier in the week there was a, an event, a Fortnite event, where um, a monster and a giant panda bear mech fought. Um, and there were hundreds of thousands of people watching on the different streaming services. And then I found out the World Cup was going to go on, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to see what this is all about. I got to tell you, I was highly, highly impressed with the Fortnite World Cup. Um, and this is, this is where I got the idea. I used to be in a Bible study 
and uh, the guy that led it was trying to figure out how to connect with his son, and they just didn't have a lot in common. They really didn't have a lot in common, and that's okay. Your kids don't need to be replicas of you. That was a mistake I made with Lincoln when he was little. I really wanted him to be like me. Until he was born, I had never known another person I was biologically related to because I'm adopted. And when he was born, I was finally related to someone, and I wanted us to be just alike. And we're not. Uh, We're alike in a lot of ways, I've now found out, but... um, we're not alike in all the ways I was expecting. And so I'm trying to figure out new ways to connect with him. And the more you try to find who your kids are and not try to find yourself in your kids, the better you're going to get along. I promise the better you will get along. If you can find the beauty and the majesty of your children, not trying to figure out how they're just like you, that you will get along with them so much better. And so this leader of the Bible study I was going to, his son played World of Warcraft. And he got a PC, a gaming PC, and learned how to play World of Warcraft. And they connected. Uh, the kid was in his room, and the dad was in his room. And they were on the headphones together, and they connected via World of Warcraft. And it really did build their relationship. And I was like, that's interesting. I'm like, do you like playing? And he was like, I hated it in the beginning. I was terrible. I didn't know what I was doing. I felt like I got made fun of a lot. And... I think his kid learned over time what a big deal that was for his dad to try and to learn and to grow and to keep working at it and keep working at it. And they played for a long time. In fact, it almost caused problems with he and his wife uh, because he was playing it so much after a while. I thought that was funny. Um, And so I watched uh, two of the three days of the Fortnite World Cup over the weekend. And I got to tell you, it was impressive. It really was. And people go, this. I, I hear this question all the time. Parents ask all the time, why do my kids like watching other kids play video games? I just don't get it. They're watching another kid play a video game. And I'm like, yeah, your husband watches basketball or football or baseball or whatever sport he watches. It's competition. You're watching other people compete at something you also do. Uh, they're like, it's just a game. Right. Like basketball or football or soccer, or hockey, just a game. It's a competitive game. We like watching competitive people. We like watching people that are better than us. We like getting new ideas for it. We like imagining if we could play that way at some point. Uh, And so I completely understand um, kids watching other kids play video games. I enjoy it a lot. I really do. Um, I'm not very good at Fortnite. Uh, I've had one kill or elimination. Um, I'm not great, but it would be fun to be that good. Uh, and I was watching these kids. The other thing is, it is a uber million dollar making industry. Um, esports made almost a billion dollars last year, and they expect that to triple in the next three years. It's going to be well over two billion dollars a year in esports. Thirteen-year-olds um, could compete in the in the World Cup of Fortnite. Um, and there's different ways you can play. There's creative. Uh, there's teams, there's squads, and there's solo. Final day was solo, and solo means there's 100 players in an arena, and it's every person for themselves. There's 100 people against 100 people, last man standing wins, uh, and there's points given for how many eliminations you have, and then when it gets to the final eliminations, I think they're worth more. Uh, And a 16-year-old won, and his prize was $3 million dollars. Let that sink in, parents. You're like, oh, this is just a waste of time. There's nowhere you can go with this. That 16-year-old kid made $3 million for playing six games in a row on a Sunday afternoon. $3 
million dollars. That's a ton of money. Uh, they have duos where you're um, paired up with another person and the duos split $3 million. So each person won a million and a half. Listen to this. I don't know how many kids, and there were some uh, young 20s playing this, uh, but mostly kids, mostly teenagers were playing this. The lowest, let's see, not ranked, but the person who came in last place got $50,000 for their time over the weekend. Last place made 50 grand. That blows my mind. On day two, they had a celebrity pro-am tournament where it was duos, where there was a celebrity with uh, a pro player. Uh, DJ Marshmallow was with the pro player Ninja. Um, and uh, they were giving out, the winners of that gave $3 million to a charity. And I think Fortnite gave $5 million in total to charities in just the Celebrity Pro-Am. Uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, I will say this. I'm going to close with this because I just want people to think rationally about subjects. I was reading an article in Forbes about it today, and they were saying that on the final day of the 100 uh, Every Man for Himself, it was all male players, and that gaming still has a ways to go uh, because they need more female players. And I just disagree. I disagree. We don't need, we need equal opportunity for everything, but we don't need equal outcome for everything. Equal outcome has to be enforceable. Equal opportunity means everyone can play when they want to. And you just have to understand this is about natural pursuits and little boys versus little girls. Little boys are more apt to spend <clears throat> hours upon hours upon hours alone in their room doing solo pursuits. They're not as sociable as little girls are. Little girls are much more likely to make friends and to be with groups of people. Little boys are more likely to be solo in their room playing guitar. Tom Morello, uh, the guitar player for Rage Against the Machine, talked about he practiced guitar four hours a day every single day. When he was going to Harvard, he practiced four hours a day every single day. I heard an interview with him and he's like, I don't mean... You know, like most days I practice four hours. I mean, literally every single day. If I finished my homework at midnight, I played guitar till four in the morning and then I got up and went to class the next day. He played every single day, four hours in a row. Do some girls do that? Yes. It's just the exception to the rule. And that's why in the Fortnite World Cup, anybody can qualify for it. Girls can qualify as well. But that's why you end up with 100 little boys playing or young men playing versus an equal ratio of 50 and 50. Uh, little boys are much more apt to spend that time doing solo pursuits. They don't mind being alone by themselves for that long. They're obsessive over certain things. Uh, any parent of boys understands this. Um, I obsessively read. I read books like crazy. I read all the time. Uh, but I also did all kinds of stuff by myself. Um, and so when things like that get said, uh, we don't say that about bricklayers or plumbers. It's mostly, it's almost, uh, it's well over 95, 98% uh, male dominated industries, but we're not trying to force women into the plumbing industry or to the bricklayers industry. Uh, why? Because nobody cares. Uh, it doesn't matter. 
Equal opportunity, not equal outcome. You've got to hear that in the next year as we have this election coming up. Understand, equal opportunity is fantastic. We should always fight for equal opportunity for men and women, regardless of gender. Equal opportunity, equal outcome equals fascism. You have to enforce that. You have to force people that should be at the top to be lower and lower if you have an equal outcome goal. Equal outcome is not our goal. Equal opportunity is. And so I just wonder if there are new ways for you to relate to your kids. It was funny, Lincoln plays online uh, with his friends and I was in the room and they were on FaceTime. So here's the thing. Uh, if you want to know where we are with the screens, uh, we don't let screens in bedrooms. Um, no computers, no laptops, no phones, uh, no switches, no iPads, no um, nothing like that in bedrooms. Uh, it's all played in an open area where mom and dad can be. That's one of the rules that we have. And I just want you to y'all to understand Parents are like, oh my goodness, my kid would totally scream and yell if I enforced that. So what? You're the parent. You're the parent. That's what you do. You get to enforce rules. You get to be the parent. And so in our household, screens are only in open areas where a parent is there to where I can hear what's going on. The other one is we don't do headphones. We don't do headphones with a microphone connected so they can talk to other kids on the video games because yes they mostly play with their friends but Lincoln gets friend requests from strangers all day long that's also one of the topics we're going to talk about in our home safe expo uh, on keeping families safe is how to keep them safe online I mean listen anybody that's my age or within you know a decade of my age remembers the early days of the internet where it was like don't tell anyone who you are don't ever give private information out never let anybody know who you are where you are what your age is what your gender is have it completely anonymous and now on things like Facebook it's like this is who I am this is how old I am here's a bunch of pictures of me here's where I hang out frequently here's who all my friends are and so a stranger can call that information and then be somewhere your kid is and be like oh yeah I know so-and-so I know them I know them and it sounds like they know your kid they need to be safe and one of the ways we do that is not let them communicate with strangers online we don't do that it drives Lincoln crazy because he can only talk to one friend at a time on FaceTime. That's how he talks to his friends while he plays. He puts the iPad in his lap, and they're on FaceTime, and they play Fortnite together so they can talk to each other and they can communicate. Uh, but we don't do headphones with a microphone so that random people can talk to them. All the, all the internal chat functions on all the games they have have been uh, disconnected and turned off. We don't do that at all. Uh, and then we do time limits. They set timers on the oven or timers on the iPad, and they're allowed to play for X amount of time. Uh, and then uh, when the timer goes off, they got to take a break. In fact, I got to give it to my son. I really want to do a shout out to him right now. I get frustrated when he gets when he gets crazy angry at a video game because it's just a game. Uh, now, if he was playing in a tournament for $3 million and lost, yeah, I get you can be angry with that all day long. But it's just over and over and over anger. And this morning, he started getting a little hyped up, and he's getting a little angry. And I heard him turn the game off, and it was long before his timer was up. Long before the timer was up. And I said, hey, man, you're not going to play anymore? And he goes, nope, I'm getting too angry. I'm going to go draw for a while. And I was like, good for you. Way to self-regulate, way to self-soothe. Awesome, awesome job. I want to shout out to him for being mature. <clears throat> and this is what I've told him too. This is the other thing you can talk to your kids about. I've told him a number of things. But one, if you can self-regulate, self-soothe, you get to play longer. 
That's the that's the, the deal. The other one is if you will pursue your academic pursuits and things like reading, you can play as much as you want. Like if you read as many books as I do, you can play all day long. I don't care at all because I know you're learning constantly. And he has not taken the challenge up on that one yet. But if your kids are big readers, <clears throat> if they do learn on their own, reward them for it. Who cares? If they're getting enough sunshine, they're getting enough exercise, and they're doing good learning pursuits, let them play video games. Who cares? Uh, just be the parent. And again, if you see your child's behavior changing because of the game, definitely pull it back. I had a, a bunch of moms talking about it, and it was just fear, 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 fear. And I talked to one of the lead moms in it. She's like, oh, no, my kid's personality completely changed. They became a total brat. They started lying. They were hiding their game usage. And I was like, whoa, then for sure uh, nip that in the bud. And they were like, oh, yeah, we're definitely doing that. I'm like, oh, way to go. Be a parent. That's the last thing I want to talk about today, too. Last thing I want to talk about. Laura and I were at the pool over the weekend and there was a mom that had to go inside for a reason. And she told two of her kids, sit on those stairs. <clears throat> she was being the full-on mom, right? Sit on those stairs till I come back. And they're like, we're going to go on the water slide. She's like, you will sit on those chairs or you're going to lose the pool. Uh, and she was being really stern with them. And I was like totally cracking up to myself. I'm trying not to make, make it so anybody can tell what I'm laughing at. But I was like, way to go, young mom. Good for you. And then as soon as she left, the kid got up, grabbed some rings, threw them in the pool, swimming around, like totally breaking the rules. Uh, she came back out and pulled him out of the water and sat him in a chair for a while. And she was like really sternly talking to him. And I turned to Laura because every now and then you'll get a parent <clears throat> that speaks up when you scold your kid, right? They'll say something. The only parent that does that is a bad parent. It might be uh, unintentional bad parenting, which I've talked about on here before, and I can talk about that again sometime, unintentional bad parenting. But either way, every good parent that sees another parent enforcing rules with their kid and disciplining them in a proper way. She's not name calling. She's not yelling. She wasn't shaming. She wasn't guilty. She wasn't doing bad parent things. She was just sternly talking to a kid that had obviously broken the rules and he knew he broke it, right? And I watched it. That kid got out of the pool. He was looking over his shoulder, making sure mom wasn't seen, trying to break the rules out, getting caught. And oh my goodness, how dumb. She totally caught him. And I was like, that's a good parent. And all good parents are secretly giving you the high five when you do, especially in public. It's so much harder to do in public, especially in, pub, in public. We are all giving you the high five for setting boundaries, setting rules, and then enforcing them when every single one of us saw your kid break the rule. Every parent there saw your kid break the rule and to see you stand up in public, take a stand, I want to give that mom a high five. Rebel mom of the weekend to that mom at the pool enforcing the rules. I don't think, I don't know if you listen to this or not, but if you know who you are, uh, I appreciate you. All the parents appreciate you. Uh, yours is a kid that we'd want to hang out with our kid because we know they've got a good parent in tow. All right. God bless Rebels. Hope you have a great week. We got some good programs coming up this week. Uh, check it out. Definitely sign up for the newsletter. I'll include the cookie recipe. Uh, hope you enjoy that. Take some pictures. Tag us online at Rebel Parenting at James Ryan Dobson. God bless. I'll see you soon.